Hello, my dear curious friend. Welcome to another episode of the Curious Power Podcast sessions. Today, we're talking about cruise ships, life on a cruise ship. If you ever wanted to work on a cruise ship, if you ever wanted to go on a cruise, or if you were just curious how life is happening over there on the ship, well, this episode is for you. And frankly, this was one of the most interesting conversations I ever had with a guest. I'm really happy to share it with you. Let's dive in. By the way, before we begin, I would like to invite you to the place where the conversation is happening about the podcast sessions. If you have a question or comment or anything else you would like to share regarding to the podcast, just use hashtag CuriousPowerPodcast in any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know it, CuriousPowerPodcast. And also, if you like this podcast, it will mean a lot, really a lot. It will help a lot if you just leave a review at the end. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Elsa to the podcast. Thank you. You see, I even have applause for you. What are you thinking? Elsa, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to talk about your experience as a cruise ship member. That is related to me because, one, you realize it's not for you, and I'm all the time about chasing happiness. And two, I was so close to be on a cruise ship myself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you a bit uh, about that a bit later on. But before that, Elsa, you know, I never met you before. We just interacted online a bit and we interacted. We we just have 10 minutes chat before we started recording this uh, episode. And um, we started the live as well. The chat says, welcome, Elsa. So why don't you, Elsa, why don't you tell us who you are? Tell us something. Tell us something about yourself. So, uh, my name is Elsa, like we just said, and I am from Portugal. I live in the Netherlands. I've lived in a few countries in Europe before the Netherlands. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, work at the university in the, yeah, it's the Royal Conservatoire de Hague. I am the international relations coordinator there. And before that, I've been working in a lot of uh, uh, other international universities as well. And uh, yeah, on the side, I have been a dancer as well. A modern dancer and nowadays I focus on tango Argentinian tango so in a nutshell it's that I love cooking I love traveling and I also have a podcast but it's a podcast about crazy stories about me <laughs> hold on hold on really? okay that's so interesting so many things I don't know where to start from but you said <laughs> you focus on Argentinian tango like do you yeah. teach people to dance tango no, no no I'm still learning no I wouldn't dare it's so hard I started okay, it not so long ago, like five years ago, Max. It's really hard. Five years ago, you should be teaching already. No, it's hard. It's <laughs> and hard? I don't do it. I don't do it like often enough because of my job and everything. So it's it's a hobby. Growing slowly, enjoying it. You know, it's for my happiness. Nice. Okay. So where where do you live in in the Netherlands? Is it Amsterdam? I live in the Hague. In the Hague? Is that that's a quite big uh, European city when it comes it to politics. It is a very important one where all the politics of the Netherlands take place. Yeah. Tell me a curious fact about the Hague. Thing. One curious fact about the Hague and we move on. One curious fact, you know the symbol of the Hague is a stork? No. Well, Why? the symbol of the Hague is a stork. Well, because of prosperity. They had chosen for that one because of prosperity. Okay. And you find it everywhere. If you are a tourist in The Hague, you have to look carefully at everything, you know, like light poles or those poles on the sidewalks to avoid cars from, you know, driving on the sidewalk or symbols on the uh, the buildings. Everywhere you'll find a stork, like uh, bus stops. Just look, look very well. You'll find the storks. Okay, but in The Hague, are there actual storks? 
Y no, I've never seen one. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Okay, let's move on. So, okay, we're going to be talking about a story of your life, you no know, part of your life where you decided that you're going to be joining the dream life of a cruise ship member, right? Uh, how that happened? You quickly found out, spoiler alert, you quickly found out that that's not for you, right? How this happened, yeah. why you thought like, let, let's walk through it because I'm really curious. As I said, we're chasing all happiness, you know, not what people think, yeah. but what we think. So how all this yeah. came together, you know, who came to you? Why did you decide to do that? How did you realize, oh, that's not for me? How quickly you went away from that? Oh my God, very quick. <laughs> that I can already, very, very quick. No, but uh, basically, so I had been working in uh, international education for quite some time already in the Netherlands, in another city. And I was yeah. already taking tango classes. And I found out that my tango teacher, he had been teaching tango on board of a cruise ship. And I thought, oh my God, that's like the, the dream life. You know, you can travel, you can go around, you can dance like... Hmm. So I went to him and I asked, hey, Carlos, can you tell me what do you think I could do on a cruise ship? And he was like, hmm, you could do this, you could do that, you could do that. So from that moment on, I was like on it. You know, I found all the websites of all the cruise ships, all the you have like special recruitment websites to, to work on cruise ships. So I, I found everything and I applied for everything I thought would be more or less OK for me to apply for that I could fit. And one day this guy calls me and tells me, oh, you know, I'd like to invite you to work for us. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, you know, they found me, they found me. I was super excited. And um, they, um, they invited me to work as a culinary art center hostess, which translated means I would be on stage. I love the stage. I have always loved the stage. I danced, like I said before. So that was one. Two, I would be traveling. Three, I would be doing something with cooking because I was going to be on stage uh, interviewing the cook on board. So what are you cooking for us today? So I was like, oh, my God, I will have like my own cooking show on board. I was super excited about it. And um, yeah, I thought, OK, the dream job actually exists. I was doubting my life in the Netherlands. I was doubting working with education. I thought I need a new challenge. It's like a turning point in my life. And it's kind of, you know came from the skies, Tam, and I thought, okay, I packed my life, basically, so I packed everything I had in boxes, I stored everything at my mom's in Portugal, because I thought, you know, I made a few calculations, if I send everything to Portugal, it's cheaper than paying a storage here, you mm. don't want to be paying like a, a rental if you are living on a cruise, because, you know, your house is moving, so there's no point of paying a rent to a place that you're not gonna come to in the next four months so yeah. you know i packed everything i left a whole life i had arranged here for more than 10 years i just you know put everything away left everything left everybody and i embarked in the craziest adventure of my life so um basically i had the longest thursday of my life when i started my assignment uh, with this company because i started flying i don't know the time but i started flying very early in amsterdam in the morning can we say the name of the company? Just out of curiosity. I, I maybe no not. name. Okay, <laughs> company X. Company X. Company X. Yeah. So they traveled me from Amsterdam to Papeete, which is the uh, uh, capital of Tahiti. 
and I still arrived to Tahiti on the same day, 26 hours later. So I was like, I traveled all around from Amsterdam to LA to Papete, all in one day. I was completely confused, you know, like, oh my God, which says it's still Thursday. No, it cannot be still Thursday. It's still Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and there I was in Papete, ready to get some sleep. And then next day start the craziest adventure ever. So that, that, that's how it came to be. Okay, so the cruise ship is starts in Tahiti. That's what that's what you say, and then yeah, they were they were traveling already. They were en route, and uh, okay. yeah, the assignment of the person before me would stop, and then I would have to come in and replace. And that was the the place where I had to embark. So instead of making it easy and having me embark in Amsterdam, no, they flew me all the way down to Papete. Aaron is joining your moment and she's sympathizing. He's like, oh my God, what a, what a adventure already. And Aaron, we're not done yet. This is just the beginning. Okay, yes, so no, yes. you jump in straight away. I believe that that's at least how I imagine the life in cruise ships are. They're going to take you straight away. Like, okay, this is where you sleep. This is where you work. You know, this is your team leader. You start straight away. Yeah, and I didn't really know that because they, 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 they promised to teach me and uh, I was super yeah. excited, obviously. Uh, yeah. I remember, yeah, I arrived to the main square of Papayete by the, by the harbor. I said, uh -huh. Oh my God, look at that, the big ship is waiting. Ah, oh, you know, super excited. It was like a lot of emotions. And I go in and, you know, they just dragged me. They literally just dragged me in to, um, to go and get my, my um, uh, how do you say that? Like the thingy with my name, you know, like the, the little pin. Name tag? Name. Yes, a name, name tag, tag with, with my yeah. function and everything. They took my suitcases because the girl I was going to replace was still on board. I didn't have my own room yet. My own, uh, yeah. um, how do you say that? My, uh, my cabin. cabin yeah my cabin and i was pretty high in the ranking i was considered an officer so i had a whole cabin with my own bathroom which was luxury but i had to stay in one uh, underwater for uh, under the sea level for uh, a few <laughs> days while she uh, while she was still there to teach me but it was like you know you get in you get the name tag and bam you start go 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 yeah and i was completely lost you know i have i haven't had any course any training before because this company would train people on board which was for me was easier to leave my previous job you know for all the logistics involved was much uh -huh. easier so i was really excited oh, we learn on the job fantastic you know so there i go yeah that's it exactly took yeah. me longer because i stopped in the united states i had a okay. stopover of a few hours in la to change um it's a long long life. long journey okay so yeah. you you start straight away Yes, I started straight away. So, when learning you... with uh, yeah, with my uh, predecessor. Yeah, probably at the beginning it's really because you said, "Oh, that's, that's my dream job," you know. Probably at the beginning you were a bit excited, you know, like at least a bit excited, like, "Oh, okay, uh, this is the stage." Like, "Ooh, ah, this is the stage. Uh, this is my oh yeah, uh, excitement." Absolutely. But when that started to cool off. Oh, very quickly. Very quickly. Because, very quickly. Because then those courses that I was supposed to do, those trainings that I was supposed to yeah. receive were actually online. You have to realize that internet connection on board is an absolute nightmare. It's mm. just a nightmare. It's like even on big ships is even on those and the crew okay. has to pay i had to pay to have my own internet like 40 dollars 40 dollars per yeah i don't know how many gigabytes anymore but this is like but then you click and you wait and you wait 
in U8. And it was a training room where we could, we were supposed to follow all these trainings, but yeah. it was the same. You know, even the pages of the training, they would take like an hour, literally, I'm not even just making an example, it was literally an hour to load. So it was an absolute nightmare to just take the courses. Then you have to, for example, um, fill in your hours. Yeah. And fill in your, uh, yeah, the time you work, but you're not supposed to be, say the truth and say that you have overtime. But I had overtime because the computer didn't work. No, but if you do that, then you get a fine. You cannot have overtime. Like, oh my God, these guys are completely nuts. Then uh, I could not get out of the, of the ship for 13 days on a row because first we were like in the in, uh, in the middle of the pacific there were no yeah. islands the first island we stopped uh, at after papete it was raining so much it was such bad weather and the, the passengers always have priority so I, I didn't get the time you know when it was my time to get out i couldn't because you always have to be on board before the passengers come back so mm-hmm. i couldn't so that was already like oh my god when am i gonna you know go out and see something i know i'm not on a holiday but i was promised to have a few days a few hours a day for myself you know so that was like oh my god okay okay, okay that's okay that's okay so then we stop in san diego in san diego i was not allowed out because the first time you stop at united states you still have to get a special stamp though you already have all the visas and everything you need a special stamp so first time you are not allowed out because you know in the US they're paranoid you want to stay there because of the American dream and I'm like uh, I'm European I I don't see your point there but okay and so after 13 days I finally get out in Vancouver and I had four hours and the only the first thing I did was run run for my life for the first place where I could get some free wi-fi to tell my family I'm alive <laughs> you know because up until then internet was working so badly I could barely tell anybody that I was alive family and friends it was like oh, awful and then in those days I found out that the the stage and the microphone and interviewing the um, the, the cook was yeah. the least of my tasks because I had an American contract and at the end you know I had all the tasks uh, described and at the very end it was like and you might be asked to do other things and that uh-huh. was the one linear of the 20. Uh-huh. So when you get on board it's flipped that's all I do all the other things except you know I oh, have no. to share a working computer with another 10 people in the same office besides the computer of the training there was another computer that i had to use but it was one shared computer yeah uh, i had to do a lot of things there like prepare certificates for people that were renovating their vows and the captain would you know be the the preacher you know renovating <laughs> Pre- their vows. okay priest in a way maybe but okay. nobody was the priest he was just preaching really you know it was nothing i don't know how yeah but anyway i don't know how you officially call that but anyway i have to prepare those certificates but i couldn't because the computer was taken everybody was there before me so i had to wait for like 10 in the morning 10 in the night or later to do it um i had to um do pompons with people because there was this arts and crafts thing that also belongs to my function, but nobody told yeah. me beforehand. So I had to go with the old people to a room and just teach okay. them what, to make. What was the home. worst task that you were asked to do? The worst? I think the pompons are pretty high up there. Really? <laughs> What's horrible? That sounds like an easy task. You sit down really? with the. But do you know how to do a pompon? I don't know how to do a pompon. I don't like arts and crafts. And I wasn't well, told to be doing that. Didn't show you how to do it? one time 
I had to do that. I had to accompany the the captain to the official dinners of the frequent uh, frequenter. Yeah. Like what? Like hand to hand? Uh, yeah. Also, uh, the frequent flyers equivalent on a ship. You know, people gather like little stars. Uh, yeah. The more they 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 travel with a certain company, and then they're invited to the captain's uh, table to have dinner with them. But with him, but then it's very complicated to um, for him to speak with everybody. So we need someone to share the task. I was never told that would be the case. That it would be me. So you are the date of the captain. Exactly. That was the subliminal message that nobody told me either. So I was not just a hostess of the dinner or the co-hostess, but everybody yeah. started winking and, you know, like, oh, tonight you have the dinner with the captain. And he, he did make passes on me. And then you're like thinking, okay, what do I do? Where do I run to? I can't run anywhere unless I jump off the ship, you know? Oh, dear. <laughs> so it okay, was so a very me too situation in a place you cannot run away. So it's like... <laughs> so how did you exit then how did I, did i exit so after the build-up of all this oh no let me just tell you a funny story yeah? before i tell you how Please. i left i love funny, funny stories story. The funniest of all, I think, was when I found out that people in my position were also part of the entertainment team. Yeah. And the entertainers are responsible for the boats um, that, that you use in case of emergency to leave the, the, the safe, safe boats. I can't even remember the word. Lifeboats? The lifeboats, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was responsible for a lifeboat. I'm like, me? What do you mean? <laughs> What do you mean I'm responsible for the lifeboat? Yeah, yeah, you live here, so your your cabin is, is here, and your lifeboat is there, like on the complete opposite of the ship. You yeah. have to think that's more than 700 meters, seven in, 750 meters one side. So it's like, yeah, 1500 if you go round. It's big. Okay. It's a big thing. And I have to run in case of emergency to my cabin, grab the life vest and then run to the, uh, to the, um, to the boat, to the lifeboat and guide the people that were assigned to that boat. On the drill, when the first passengers come in, everybody's obliged to go to the drill and learn what to do. It was their first drill because they were, you know, in the, in the ship for the first time as passengers and my first drill too. Yeah. I have never been to a drill in my life. So I'm there with the, the life vest and hearing the captain, hello, this is your captain. Now <laughs> we are going to have a drill. If something happens, you have to put your life vest like this. And I'm thinking, where, where, how? <laughs> Smiling at those 250 people that belong to that boat and trying to figure how to put the life vest myself. And then you pull here if blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, pull where, pull where, where is it? <laughs> and you like blow here if something. And I am there completely confused, trying to pretend, you know, to be serious and pretend I know what I'm doing to give the people the feeling that I could help them in case of emergency yeah. to myself I'll jump before you because I have no idea of what I'm doing so you should see the faces of those people looking at me of course oh because God. their life depends on you and you'll be like oh my god I hope nothing happens because we're dead because she's <laughs> helpless and I was I totally was so all these things built up also uh yeah I was assigned I embarked in Papete, but yeah. I was going to be the whole summer in Alaska. Ooh. And it was cold in Alaska. Oh, when did and you go? I went to um, uh, Anchorage and to Juneau, 
and to yeah. Sitka. When 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 did you go British there? Columbia. It was Which, summer. It wasn't cold. I spent time in Alaska on a ship, anchored yeah. in the sea. It was oh June. God. It was windy. I can. I needed a jacket. Yes. Yeah. But it wasn't super cold. Uh, but when you were talking about these cars that you pay for internet, that that I had a flashback because I needed to do the same. Yeah. Right? You, yeah. you need to pay for these things because we had a cinema, but you don't live stream anything. That's not happening. You know, yeah. you have some preset movies and yeah. you yeah, watch exactly. everything very, very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that 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 just uh, rewinded. Ring a bell. Ring a bell. Yes. Yeah. yes. And we had so, like a few hours in Genoa each time, you know. But it wasn't cold, cold. But it was not Portuguese summer, you know. Oh. It was Portuguese autumn. And I was like, this is very disappointing. I want summer. I want. Summer. It was always raining, but it was beautiful. I cannot deny it was absolutely gorgeous. It was. It was. Of the glaciers. It was. Yeah fantastic yeah. it's really really impressive so but all the summer there I was thinking oh my god i'm gonna go crazy <laughs> i am gonna go completely crazy so after all these small things and having to work in the line dancing with the people yeah. at night oh line that i love line dance cotton eye job you know this uh, yeah <laughs> I didn't know the choreographies and I was supposed to guide people. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, how do I do this? How do I do this? I so everybody who doesn't know, Google line dancing. I mean, probably Elsa doesn't like it. Maybe she did it too much, too many I times. Did I did it too know. much. I did it too yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is a thing in entertainment. So line dance dancing, you pick a song like Cotton Eye Joe. If you just Google mm -hmm. Cotton Eye Joe line dancing, and then you have like moves that are repeating themselves. So you yeah. just start dancing and you teach the audience and ideally and everybody, everybody end up together. dancing. Yeah, that's the ideal scenario. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, yeah, it is, fun. it is fun. But when you're obliged to do it every night, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron fun. says, Aaron says we're funny. I, I'm sure, I'm Thank sure you. that what, what, what we need to see is Elsa dancing. That's what we need to see next. Um, but anyway, next that's time, not next time. So <laughs> next after time. Next time, exactly. Okay. Yeah. When, when I manage to do a tango show, I'll let you know. I'll okay. send you a link. Yeah. No, but basically, so all that was building up. And I was like, you know, I didn't live a whole life in the Netherlands for having like two to three hours free a day to yeah. run through all the shops, cruise owned shops in mm. Juno, for example, and back and not even having internet. And uh, yeah, you go out and you go to McDonald's or to, you know, uh, sorry, I'm making a publicity here, but I, I don't mean to. That's all right. Again. That's all right. Starbucks cafe where the internet is for free. So I can tell my family I'm alive and I don't even have time to really see anything. You know, in those yeah. few hours I have free for myself. And I thought, you know, this is something that um, I think if it's your first job ever, if you're very young and if you are uh, an officer or like a, a part of the technical crew or in, you know, that you really needed, like some of the people that were working there, that it was a very mm -hmm. good salary and that it really needed, then it's fine. But in my case, that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for an adventure, but also to grow, you know, in some way. And I felt that I, I didn't have the chance to grow. I was stuck inside. For four days, there was one time, in the beginning, four days, I couldn't even go to, to the deck. I didn't have the time. So I was at sea and I was only with uh, um, Airco. I couldn't even, you know, breathe the fresh air of the sea because there was no time. The what? 
the with fresh the air of the air co air conditioning. Oh, air con okay, I was okay. stuck inside. I didn't have the time to just, you know, go out the deck and back. No time. So I thought this is stupidifying. This is not what I left my life for. And at that stage in my life, that, that was not making me happy. So during the uh, probation period, because that's all I knew by heart and the internet did not allow me to go to my Dropbox and check my contract. The only yeah. thing I knew by heart was yeah. I have a month probation uh, probation period. So if I quit during the probation period, I don't have to, you know, pay a fine or be sued. God knows, you know, it's the American, uh, it's an American contract. God knows if they're uh, going to yeah, sue me yeah, yeah. or send me to prison or I don't yeah. know or what you see in the film. So I thought, no, I, I'm quitting during the probation period because it wasn't working for me. So did you, did you survive the whole month or? I survived three and a half weeks. Three and a half weeks, almost a month. And then, uh, and month. then I ran back. And then I was, I was threatened by the company <gasps> that the states might uh, give me um, an escort from the moment I would leave the ship to the moment I would embark on the airplane. I could not even say, okay, I stay a few days in the states and I travel. No, I was not allowed to even do that on the way out. Because you don't have a visa. Because they, I had the working visa, but they were afraid I would, I don't know, evade or something. Stay. They want to stay in the States. So they yeah. said, you will probably be assigned an escort and that will cost you $100 <gasps> an hour. And I was going to be seven hours in uh, Seattle waiting for my flight back. I was like, oh my God, this is absolutely nuts. And I was having the talk with the officer from the immigration. And when he said that I might be assigned, when I started laughing, I told the man, I'm American. I, I'm, I'm, I'm European. I don't see the point of the American dream. I'm European. I don't want, why would I want to stay here? Come on, man. We have more holiday than you. We have. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you say? We have more holidays than you? <laughs> this is not oh my dream God. for me. I'm European. I don't want to stay. Don't worry. So I was not assigned any. Um, yeah any escort luckily but i could not leave the airport so i couldn't even use those seven hours to travel around uh, around seattle or visit anything in the city so that was uh was that really must have sad. been that must have been another big blow because one you mm. think like oh dream job and then quickly you're put down to the ground like this is yeah. far away from a dream job but then yeah. you were thinking you're thinking you go to really places that people are like so fancy to go for holiday yeah. and you think like you're gonna have at least few hours to explore but yeah. you know life is life is difficult uh, i mean different yeah, yeah different the expectation was not i knew i was not gonna have free days but i thought i would have some free hours you know to to live and yeah. not to just work so again i think that's a good job for someone who's very young you know and then you don't need to sleep definitely Definitely. <laughs> I, I worked as entertainment as an entertainer yeah. in the entertainment business, but I was in hotels, not in nothing. But it's also heavy. It's it is heavy. heavy. Oh, yeah. six days and you work 12 hours, 10, 10 yeah. 12 hours a day or something like that. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I did three years in Bulgaria, two years in Greece, and then one year in Spain. Mm -hmm. And then after my one to after my second year in Bulgaria, I got together with one colleague of mine. And we decided to go for a ship, you know, to work on a ship as an entertainer. Yeah. So we got our documents, uh, we got our applications, everything ready. And my old boss contacted me because he was promoted. My own mm -hmm. boss contacted me and he said, hey, are you, you going to come back next season? We would love to have you. And I said, actually, no, uh, I'm not mm -hmm. going to come. 
and I was excited I was going to a ship because the, the person I was going to was a close friend of mine. We were really yeah. close at that time. Yeah. And then two days after that, my boss called me again. He's like, okay, what about if you will be the next team leader of the hotel? I'm like, ah, Damn. it's yeah. so tempting. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I took the team leader position uh, because I, I thought I'm going to learn way more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. Ended up well. Um, we didn't keep much contact with the guy who went on ship. I mean, our relationship broke at that time, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm... In general, I'm not sorry, but yeah, it's, I hear from people that work there, a lot of work. The best jobs on board, the absolute best jobs on board are musicians, the singers and the dancers. Why? Because they don't ask them to do other things? They don't ask them to do anything else. They have the best cabins with windows and they have the best salaries and the most time off. Ah. and they can use all the facilities i was lucky enough i could you know have dinner with the passengers for example use the same restaurants as the passengers some people depending on the ranking they are not allowed yeah. i was lucky enough to but you always have to change and you have to run and i was you know my, my cabin was at the back and the restaurant was at the front of the ship so i had to always run back and forth because you're not allowed to go with the same clothes over day then you go overnight so all yeah. these little rules so it's very very uh, hierarchical Extremely. So how many hours you work per day and how many days per week? Well, seven days a week, for sure. You don't have <laughs> okay. a day off. Yeah. And the, the, the hours, they're not, I, they, tell, they told me it would be eight. It was 10 to 12. And sometimes they were scattered. Yeah. So I didn't have like my eight yeah. hours sleep, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the, the, the working hours were a bit scattered at times. So it, that, that was also uh, heavy. Yeah, I know what you mean. And yeah. then when you go to the toilet, you're like that. You know, I, I yeah. this one in of the, the things shower. I remember. The shower, you have to, you know, hold on to the walls because it's sometimes it's really moving if it's rocky seas. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So, but if you so, have a lot of fun. In my case, I could go to the um, officers' bar, and yeah. the officers' bar on that ship was like at at this. Do you call it the bow? I can't remember. Like the front of the ship, like the Titanic. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. And we were like really at that part of the, the the ship, like at the Titanic, and the passengers were not allowed there. So the officers' bar was awesome. You could be outside and have drinks and just you know look at the beautiful skies all night, all night long if you wanted. It was uh, yeah, that part was amazing. Yeah. So what happened after that? How long was that ago? This is let me think, 2016. Okay. So what happened after that? How has your life been so far? So that has been, you know, a big blow, a very big blow, like you said, because I left everything behind to start something new, to try something new. And all of a sudden I had no job. I have no right to unemployment benefit. I have no house. I have nothing but the two suitcases I had taken with me. And I was obliged to fly back to the Netherlands. I was not even allowed to fly to Portugal where my stuff was, you know. (laughs) So I fly back and I'm like, and now what? So I ended up at the friend's house and by via my network I got a job to teach uh, in a summer school in Prague so I ended up all summer teaching uh, personal and professional development in Prague and uh, it was amazing it was an amazing experience and then I was still working in Mallorca for Ah, uh, I was working in Mallorca where did you go well I was in Mallorca the the the, uh, Palma Palma de Mallorca Mm -hmm. I was on the east coast oh it's beautiful the mountain part no uh, he, well, where I was wasn't much of a mountain. I, I needed to travel a bit, but um, 
I think mountains were a bit south or north. The east part didn't have many mountains. Okay. Um, but anyway, Mallorca, really nice place. Uh, it's amazing. I love that. And I was working for this startup and they were starting with a, with an app with restaurants where people could connect abroad and say, hey, where should I go? It was the, the, the Tinder of the restaurants, they called it after a while. That's how it, was it was nicknamed like that. And then I had to research the restaurants in Portugal for them and make all the translations for the app. So then I was there for a while so but those were like all, all small things that I was I had to you know I had to grab and I was trying to see what to do next and then I yeah I realized that I really really felt home in the Netherlands after all oh. and that I uh, I actually wanted to come back and uh, now I'm here oh that's nice okay so yeah. in conclusion let's wrap it up uh, what would you say for people getting excited for jobs one and what would you say for people wanted to go in on cruise ships okay i'll start with the second if you want okay. to go on a cruise ship and work there like i said um usually it's better i think if you're very young and you have lots of energy and you really want to party and you will not have a private life your life will be your work it's like it's a one thing there's no time for private also because you live with your colleagues you work with your colleagues you use everything you know it's like a mini city you can't go anywhere so mm. you have to you have to realize that that said if you are very young and you want to travel and party a lot i think it's amazing and you can uh, yeah sleep two three hours and every day you are in a different <laughs> place and if you're lucky maybe you can get out of the boat on that day and just see at least a beautiful beach and have all those pictures with the, you know, the, the cruise ship in the yeah. back. They, they yeah. always have the cruise ship in the back. You can never go that far. You don't see it. You should pay attention to that. People that work on cruise ships always have the picture. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so I would say that. And then if about uh, the dream job you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. So people getting excited about jobs and then, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Do you think people should be getting excited about these things before they taste them? Um, oh my god yeah you know excitement drives you know you need that life energy to i, I for me you know i need to be excited i need to okay. feel that energy inside to go and take action and do something okay maybe not excitement but expectations expectations i think you should manage them everybody should manage the expectations and ask all the questions you can think of and if you think you've asked everything there was to ask find someone who works there and ask more ah. ask ask because i think i didn't ask everything and i let the excitement take over mm. uh, and I, I didn't pay attention to the answers i think and i could have been a bit more mm, cold if you will in asking my questions to okay, before so you take such a leap you know because it was such a leap then if you tell me you know about work and passion i i'm doing the podcast like i told you and i'm doing voiceover uh, yeah. and i i do all that with passion i didn't jump i still have my day you know my day job and i combine them but i need that to be happy so i think everybody yeah needs to feel it their own way but needs to feel that excitement to be happy in a job and if not i mean yeah if you're just working for the money i, I could never do that i yeah. can't judge I, anybody but you said it said in in the at the beginning we said that we clicked we think alike yeah, i agree that yeah, because we have so many things in common straight away i can feel it that even yeah. before it starting the recording we, we were true. Uh, we're thinking about the same things uh, and I see I that we're on the same wave regarding to happiness, which is mm -hmm. great. 
-hmm. great i love it um happiness is the should be the the driving factor not money or where you live or whatever it is but are you happy in that place are you happy with that job are you happy where you live are you happy with who you live with so i'm so happy to know you i can't wait to stay in touch i can't wait to stay in touch and then i really enjoyed it and i really enjoyed meeting you and i have a exact the same feeling the exact same feeling that uh, we are in the same way absolutely yeah yeah okay final words anything you would like to wish to our listeners and viewers the stage is yours. well i wish them to enjoy the summer i wish them to be healthy you know with all the craziness happening around us and i wish mm -hmm. them to follow their passions and to travel to you know beautiful places there's always something to learn even if it is like only three weeks on a cruise ship there's always <laughs> something to learn just go go don't stay at home only well said well said elsa thank you so much for joining us it was a great thank pleasure you. maybe one day thank we'll do you. another episode with you but i would really love that have a wonderful i would love day. that too perfect lovely to meet you And that's a wrap for yet another travel episode. Thank you so much for listening to the whole thing. If you have listened that on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. That will mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Also, if you have a friend, a cousin, or a teacher, or anybody else who you think will be suitable for this series, please connect us and let's make this happen. Thanks so much once again. I wish you a fantastic day.